Alright. Lori Magoon. Welcome to Intuition Your First Sense. I'm so excited. We talked about this off recording, but I am genuinely grateful, blessed to have known you for, I was trying to think of it the other day, and I, I know we initially met when I was doing sessions at my house. So that means 2002, three, four-ish. I'm not really sure. So I had this, I, I, I cheated. I asked the DVR in my, in my intuition. I'm like, where did I first meet her? And I could see you sitting right in front of the window in my little office. So Lori Magoon, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We'll get into all that other stuff later. But thank you for agreeing to be on and to kick off the who does Vicky know and really trust and want to introduce to the listeners. It is a joy and just a delight to be with you because you're one of my favorite people in the world. And I send it right back to you, sister, in regards to trust and respect, big time. Thank you, this is gonna be so fun. So people, uh, I will try to, well, Lori's really good at this too. Like I'll go off on tangent and she brings it back. She's very focused. So what we are going to talk about are a myriad of subjects because that's what we do best. We wander from thing to thing to thing. And somehow it all makes sense at the end to me. Um, hopefully it will to the reader, uh, readers. Well, it is transcribed, so it could be the readers as well. What I would like to know is a little bit about you. I would like them to hear, who are you? What you doing? How are you? What are you bringing us? What do you love most? in the world about the earth and all that jazz? Just a few questions. Just a few. Just mentioning the earth, of course, that's really my main connection to spirit, to joy, is uh, I, on one part of my life, I have a foot in the real world and I'm an outdoor guide in New Mexico. And I take people hiking and kayaking and that type of a thing. And that's where I learn everything. That's where I get my messages from spirit. That's how I clear things, how I let go of things. So I really feel like being connected to the earth is a big part of who I am. I used to be in the world of uh, coaching athletics. And then like Vicki got into life coaching, which is really full circle because coaching athletics is always about my way or the highway and your own systems and your own way of doing things. And then all of a sudden you come to life coaching and it's your clients have all the answers in them, mm -hmm. which of course is really the way it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that full circle thing has been very powerful for me, but I've always been involved in health and wellness in the outdoors. And a few years ago, I got very involved in the Akashic records and really learning a lot about that as well as many other spiritual paths, meditation, yoga in fun ways in a more down-to-earth way not in a way of sitting in a cave and trying to meditate yoga dance which is probably one of my favorite things so just trying to learn how to take better care of myself how to get to know myself better and really loving myself as well which i think is a little bit what we're going to talk about today um, in regards to how to make this upcoming year even better and the akashic records now is probably the most profound and meaningful and joyous thing that I do. And I also will be teaching people how to read down the road. And that's kind of my focus right now. So help those who may not be familiar with the term Akashic. What that is, like what are you saying? Um, and so that we don't jump too far ahead. 
in languaging and and subject, but I also love your perspective of it. So lay it on us. All right. All right. So Akasha is actually a Sanskrit word. What it means is sky or ether. That's sort of the verbal piece. But Akasha is a field of energy that we all have. So every single person that's listening right now has this field of energy. And what I get to do, of course, with a client's permission is to drop into that energy. And I like to call it your book of life or your library. And I get to drop in and answer your questions, any kind of questions that you have about the past, the present, or the future. And it's a very safe kind of thing that you do. And I think it's also very back and forth. I have a lot of fun with it. I think it's really inspirational. It can be informative. But the records hold the energy of your whole life and your past lives. I tend to focus more on the present and the future, but if it comes up, it comes up. Mm -hmm. And that's been really fun because Mm -hmm. at first I thought it could be scary. And I know, Vicki, you've done that in your past, but I don't find it scary. I see things, I hear things, um, and I feel things, and I write them down. And that's really my modality of how I do it. And then I share that with clients. Mm -hmm. But it's a very back and forth kind of a thing. So you can... Find out what you have in your Akashic Records. Everybody has that field of energy. Mm -hmm. I love that you call it the book of life because for me, when I first learned the term and was trying to make sense of my own intuition and what I was reading and picking up on, I always saw like that great big library that's like in the Nicolas Cage books or like in like any of the go to Washington, D.C. and there's all these volumes, right? And that's what I would see whenever anybody said Akashic Records, not really even knowing what it was. I'm like, okay, everybody has a book. And within that book are multiple volumes, right? And then there's (laughs) access. It just seemed infinite, of course, like we are. But I love that you call it that too, because I feel like it's, it's in a way comforting and it speaks to people's soul because we have that soul knowledge in there and people want to access that and I, I and, and might feel it. But sometimes if you don't have words, it makes it scarier. Like if you have words, if you can describe or you can listen to someone else that you trust a little bit is talking about this and then you don't feel like such a wackadoodle you know, feeling like this is accessible and the non-physical or the ethers. I I like to think of it also like in today's terms, it's the biggest hard drive ever, right? It's holding all of your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings without judgment in case anybody's got some past history there with other aspects of learning. There's no judgment there. It's simply like, yup, 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 yup. Enter, 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 enter. And one of my favorite things that I know you're going to appreciate, because this is a big deal in coaching, it's never about the story. It's always Mm -hmm. about the lessons learned, you know, maybe what the root of that is. And then what is the solution to it? How can you handle it? What's going to heal it? What's going to make it better? What's going to shift it or Mm -hmm. let it go? And I just feel the efficiency of that and the beauty of that is so important because, as you know, staying in your story can be really detrimental to leaking energy, your health, all of that. And then end up creating a story that's not necessary, you know, when yeah. you're staying in it, because, <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're able to step back and observe, it can often help to shift that story because, you know, we have psyches, we get into that stuff, but staying in it 
it's like, you know, I, there used to be, well, there probably is still a common phrase that said, let's sit with this. And I'm like, okay, sit with it. Don't sit in it. Because like you're sitting in poo if you sit in your story. So the I feel like the understanding that you have this energy field in the Akasha and all this vital information that is yours. Like I feel like that's the kind of the uh, magic that gets missed sometimes. Like if someone knows about Akashic records or has studied to, or any modality really, sometimes people hand over their power. And like you're saying with coaching, people come with their answers and I feel like we're there going, okay, but behind that box, okay, what about, wait a minute, you just said something brilliant. Did you hear yourself say that brilliant thing? So I feel like the more, you know, maybe those of us who do know about it because it showed up in our path, make this accessible. Like say, no, come on. If, like you said before we got on the recording, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love that um, you're bringing ease to this. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I did a, a coaching uh, certification with Lori many, many moons ago, and it was honestly the most exploratory, fun, eye-opening experience because I had, I think I was just venturing out saying I'm coaching and not doing just intuitive readings. And I'm like, this is so fun to do the back and forth. And what do you have? And also not feel responsible (laughs) for what's being read. So what do you find? I love that you said efficiency. I mean, that just speaks to my heart. (laughs) But what, what do you find to be the most endearing or heart touching that you've experienced about learning about the Akasha and and the records and all that? Like what has touched your heart the most? It is a real deep understanding of the power that I have within me and the power or the empowerment that other people pick up through this because a couple of things. One, you're really learning to affirm some things that you already know or sense deep within and you know you're digging deeper and to understand what you're capable of and there's no limit to that Mm. you know people always question that but there is no limit to what's possible it's our own pace it's our own style it's what works for us but I also feel like you know we all have the ability to connect with spirit we all have an ability to understand our soul and work at the soul level with ourselves and with others And to tap into that is such a joy and a love. Like I have so much love for spirit and appreciation. And that, that lifts me up every day. That's, that's really a big deal. And I, I know this about you, but I also want the listeners to hear it. That then becomes infectious. Like that then becomes contagious even. So let's put a whole new spin on infection and contagious and all this that for what we've gone through in the last couple years. Like the joy of connecting with your soul, like once you feel that, like you want everybody to have it. That's what gets me going the most, I think, is like, I can't wait for people to, their little eyes to light up or that tear to roll down their face when they realize they matter. And that's what all of these, I think, modalities lead to if done from the highest intention and from the heart space. So whatever door you come through, it doesn't matter. It's meeting up with self and having that love, like you said, that can be so difficult. 
And part of the reason we put this in in the beginning of 22 is to kind of kick off the year. I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions. I think you can make a, a commitment to self every day, whether it's January 1st or October 1st, or I think any moment of any calendar day, we can make that commitment to ourselves. But Lori and I really wanted to, you know, kind of merge together with our ideas and what we know about coaching and, and the records and spirit and all of that to say, okay, how are we going to kick ass in 22? Like in not <laughs> spoken like a true New Mexican. <laughs> like, how are we going to inspire people to do it? Not from a place of judgment or I sucked in 21. It's like, no, no. Like to have this within self. So... How are we going to kick ass in 22, Miss Magoon? Well, I think really one thing that I want to express to all the listeners is it doesn't have to cost money. Yeah. Because it's a tough time for a lot of people. And I really want to acknowledge that. And there is just so much that we can do. I mentioned earlier Mother Nature. Like, it is such a healing modality. It's such an uplifting modality. And it doesn't matter what, where you live, what the season is. Getting outside for 15 minutes, taking a walk. You know, the Japanese call it nature bathing, forest bathing. I call it nature bathing here in New Mexico. We don't have any forest. But it's like that walking meditation, looking, Mm. appreciating, taking the time to breathe in the beauty. I think that's so important. One of the things that I do just about every day is coffee and prayers. And I used to feel really guilty about that. How can I sit and drink coffee and like, you know, talk to spirit and pray? And, you know, that's, you're supposed to be meditating with yourself, you know, in that perfect position and your back straight and so forth. But a long time ago, I learned, hey, this is what works for me. Mm-hmm. And people need to know that it could be tea and intentions. It could be whatever. Yeah. And again, just taking that short period of time for yourself is mm-hmm. transformative. I think that is a big thing. You know, this idea of exquisite self-care, but adding self-love, mm-hmm. you know, that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Just appreciating yourself the day. Gratitude shifts everything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in your worst case scenario, you can be grateful you have sheets on your bed, you know, whatever it may be. I just think it's so important to add that in. And there's 101 ways to do things. There's no one right way. That That's what I think is really important. And I'm sure people right now are thinking, oh, I'd love to do this and I'd love to do that. That's it. Right. You know, what lights you up? What right. brings you joy? What brings you calm? Right. And a lot of your listeners, Vicki, I don't know if they know this about you, but Vicki's an amazing singer. Hey. So music. <laughs> And singing and dancing and just when you need calm, playing calm music and moving to that. When you need energy, blasting your favorite music. Mm. Vicky, she has a phenomenal voice. <laughs> She's out. She really, does. <laughs> she really does. And, um, Thank you. You know, that singing, yeah. that just puts out so much energy and release. Yeah. And sometimes leads to the tears that need to come. It it leads to the amazement. I can be listening to some music and think, how the heck did, who came up with this? Like, how do they know to put the notes together and, and all that and that? So whatever brings the joy, whatever, sometimes silence is where the most music that I hear is. In the silence, I can hear the leaves rustling or I can hear the, the, every room has a frequency 
and I'll hear the vibration of the frequency in the room and I'll match my vibration to the vibration in the room and you end up, it's, it's, I don't know if you've ever seen somebody who wears the same color as a green screen, they just disappear. It's the funniest thing. And you can do it in editing software and stuff. It's so hysterical. You just fade into the green screen and that's how it feels to, for me anyway, to connect with whatever that is and that's the joy. So like when I work with someone, I say to them, you need to know I'm not a cookie cutter coach. You know, we're gonna talk about what works for you. You know, it may not be something I know or understand and that is awesome, (laughs) right? It might not be that I'm suggesting you go for a walk or cook a meal or do this kind of stuff. You know, maybe it's working on models or, or whatever, however you get to that space. And I feel like that, ease that if people can bring maybe that bit of permission even to this year of I get to say what is joy for me yes I get to say what is lit up or connective and I say permission because a lot of the times we're operating from what other people have said is important (laughs) It makes sense because I know that we're all connecting energetically and everything, especially if you have an appointment coming up, we end up connecting together. But this morning I saw, and I considered doing a video on this, I saw a meditation teacher say, this is the only way to meditate. And I was like, you might want to go back into meditation, bud, and just find that heart space. If you really want to teach meditation, or people connecting to self, it's ease that has to be there. It's like that love of self and that this works or doesn't work. And if you don't, if any of us don't fill up or connect with that, it's hard to really love life if that disconnect is there. So, all right, how else are we going to? So connecting with self, nature, and I want, to, I want to be clear before we say anything else that when I say kick ass in 22, it doesn't mean doing. It, it, it doesn't necessarily mean a list of accomplishments. If there's some ease, if your blood pressure comes down, you know, if you say, you know what, kiddo, I do actually like you when you're looking in the mirror. Fantastic. So what are some ways that you see people shift when you're working with them and helping them really guiding to themselves? like really guiding to their own magic, their own uniqueness. Like what are some of the, I guess, blessings (laughs) that, because we get to witness that. And I do feel like it's a blessing to witness people shift, to witness people start to really like themselves. So what are some of the ways that that, kind of throwing this at you, but I know you can run with it, that you've witnessed? You know, giving people permission to adjust, that's a big deal. And understanding that we all need to reach out for support. We all need to ask for help. And when people do that, it doesn't mean you're in a bad place. It might mean you need a best friend who's positive, who support you to get out and take a walk with you or to do breathing exercises on the phone for five minutes in the morning. I think it's also important to, you know, we've been in a sort of rock and roll roller coaster Mm -hmm. in the world in general, and that affects people in many different ways. So I think that being involved in community is something that more people are starting to do right now because they realize that it's healing themselves, it's healing other people, it's getting involved, it's helping your neighbor 
I mean, these are things that might not seem earth shaking, but yet this is what I think why we're getting shaken right now. Mm-hmm. So that we do take better care of each other, that we do notice one another. And I say even the people that are struggling the most, when you help someone else, that's healing you. Right. Um, and it might be a little bit off track, but I feel like creating that connection is really important to spirit as well as community. Mm-hmm. Well, it is part of the community. I feel that my non-physical support, you know, the my guides, the angels, ascended master, source, mother nature has oftentimes been what helped me, what held me when I was going through something. So I think that is building community. I think that's the more in touch we are with what is not physical, I feel like the more we gravitate to connect physically. So I I feel like there's like this little whisper in the ear that says, well, now you've connected here, go make eye contact or hold that door for someone. It's basically bringing the love that is spirit. Remember we said the Akashic Records, no judgment, no judgment in there. It's a compilation of all your experiences, thoughts, and process. Um, So I feel like community can be greatly established in those moments of coffee and reverence and quiet. But whatever the connection to self is, is going to bring the connection to spirit. The connection to spirit is going to bring the connection to self. We're all just a big old recycling symbol. (laughs) Yes. Because whatever we, you know, what you put out, you get back. What you get back, you put out. You know, so clean it up. What do you want it to be? I think that's part of kicking ass too, is that you're honest with what you see, not judgmental and not picky and rude. (laughs) It's just like honest with what you see. What do you see within yourself that you'd like to shift? Observe it and then give permission. But then, like you said, ask for the help. Ask for spiritual guidance. Ask for the friend. One of the things over the years I have always admired about you is you do not tell me what I want to hear. Like you, you don't. And I so appreciate with my personality. (laughs) I don't like fluff. It annoys the hell out of me. You know, I am an ego manifester on the human design. And if you know anything about that, I'm a three on the Enneagram. Don't freaking waste my time with fluff. If there's something you don't like about me, or if there's something you observe that I could shift, which is mostly what our conversations have been, like you don't tell me in a way that protects me. You know, it's kind, but it's you. I feel like you've always honored the fact that if I'm asking, I want to know. And I feel like that clarity, that honesty, I think we're learning in the world. It's just that some came in with it and some are learning it. But I feel like this process of the last few years that we've been in is a clarity about ourselves and then a clarity of how we would like our lives and then learning how to clearly communicate. And then most of us have not been taught that. So again, looking to the helpers in the world who have walked this path before and and they're still figuring it out ourselves. It's not like we've got it all figured out. That's the digging deep. So the permission, the, 
I think if we could express to people how much humor is important to this, how much that raises vibration. You know, and one of the things, Lori and I used to do personal training together, and I, I know he misses both of us being in the room together because he mentions it often, actually. <laughs> but we would cut up so bad that the actual do the work, and here you have two intensely physical people. <laughs> Let me just paint the picture for them. Two intensely physical people, you know, Lori, athletic background, and me just intense sometimes, and then get the giggles and can't stay in a side plank to save our butts because we're laughing. But that was raising the vibration, you know, and that was bringing the joy to what we were doing. So it was hard work. Like we were sweating our choochie boomies off, but it was also healing our souls, you know. Absolutely. And we're expressing the difficulty and the joy and the fun. And our trainer, I'll just mention his name, Justin. Justin. Such a beautiful, beautiful person and inspiring to work with. You know, I used to be down and I used to think I'm pretty tough. I can do anything. But, you know, he knows how hard to push you and when and so forth and so on. <laughs> Sometimes we use those words we can't speak of today. Yes. And yes. we could say it right to his face and, and he could handle it, you know, just it. And again, it would make you laugh. It was fantastic. It was just like, we've got to express ourselves here. And um, there were many times where we'd be flipping tires or carrying sandbags up a hill and we'd still be having these esoteric conversations like in between. And I'm like, this is like my perfect world. I'm, my body is moving, my heart is open, spirit is connecting with us, and I still get to say, screw you, buddy, and then I love you at the same time. <laughs> so I feel like that was like the little microcosm. Whenever I think of, okay, where's my, my lit up place? Like, what does it need to be for Vicky? And the point I'm bringing about is that we're, we all have like multiple ingredients, recipe, if you will of what are our multiple ingredients? What brings it to us? Not everybody, when I suggest take a hike, they they think I'm nuts. And if I say go for a walk in nature, they're like, uh-uh, there are bugs. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you're bigger than the bugs, so you're fine. But what is that fuel that's going to bring it forth for you? And I think the more we talk about what we love, it helps people go, well, maybe not that, but I do remember a time that's similar to the energy you're presenting, you know, where I, I don't know, I can't think of an example right now. So I think we make things too difficult. And what I'd love for people to hear is that it's ease. You know, it's not, you don't have to get every self-help book out there. You don't have to. Yeah, you have so many choices, so many choices, art, writing, being athletic, being calm, being out there, experiment. To me, everything's practice. Everything's an experiment. And that should take pressure off you, no matter what you're doing, to do it in a way that works for you, to start slow or to jump in, you know, like all of those things are okay. And it's also fun to do something way out of your realm Mm -hmm. of things, trying things. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important to do that as well. But following sort of the threads or the clues of what lifts you up, what brings you joy. And again, just giving yourself that time, you know, creating a little bit of time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it earlier, Vicki, the consistency of doing that every day and creating that time. And again, even 15 minutes, put on the timer, five minutes, put on mm-hmm. the timer. 
and practice doesn't work, try something else. I've done a million different types of meditation because I'm not someone that can sit calmly for a long time. <laughs> so gazing at a candle, gazing at flowers, taking a slow walk, looking at a tree, just sitting and, you know, my, like I said, coffee and prayers has been really great for me because I watch the sunrise in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's always something that I can count on every day. And that means a lot to me. Well, it's raising your vibration when you're doing that. When we connect in with what brings us joy, our frequency goes up. And this you know, non-physical, etheric part of us is just so stinking excited to be here that I feel like when we find the thing that that does that for us it automatically turns up the frequency and which then puts it more in resonance with this the non-physical aspect of ourself and then there's not a, a dissonance or a distance between but so often we're, we get so busy and we're not necessarily connecting in with that or it becomes the last thing on the list it becomes the 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 bottom of the pile and I can be very prone to putting off whatever meditation might be to me which I'm same I have to move my butt I used to teach meditation classes and be like oh my goodness are we almost done and I was the one teaching you know, so then I realized, okay, not your forte, Vic. You can do guided meditations. That, in that, right there's the key. Right. Okay, so you tried it, you know, it's something that fits, didn't work, and that's okay. <laughs> and laugh at yourself. Like, I have grown to laugh at myself so much. I used to get so angry at myself yeah. if I dropped something, if I hit my head on the cupboard, you know, things that I do. Mm-hmm. And now I just laugh at myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, go back and try it again. All right, maybe that's not for you. It's great. It's and great. It, it, the humor, but also it, the humor and recognizing that most of us aren't intentionally looking for an outcome that doesn't feel so great, right? So we're not looking to whack our head on the, the cupboard. But you can take that as a message of maybe I ought to slow down or, or maybe there is something about being present. Let's just get in the room you know, or please don't take yourself so serious. Yeah, like this is, I crack myself up on a daily basis. But that, like you it's said, is fun. Is it fun? It is fun, but it does come through, I think, practice, like everything else, and recognizing that I'm not being irresponsible or flippant or any of those other things, flighty. Like some of the stuff that I pull on it daily, even if I walk into the room and can't remember what the heck I was there for, like, it cracks me up. And I used to be like, what's the matter with your head? And now I'm like, well, I just got 10 extra steps I would not have gotten because (laughs) I can't remember why I'm here, you know, so, and then to retrace the steps. So all of this, I guess, compassion you know, towards self. And I, I do feel like the pandemic is helping people. And the part of me that does have a very irreverent sense of humor wants me, wants to say, will you people just pay attention and get to it so we can get through this? <laughs> like, listen to the messages that are, that are happening. And if you do it on an individual basis, like I was, I, I went to get my hair cut last week and there was a woman, I said, 
you know, good morning. And, and she's like, oh, I hate these masks. Like that was her good morning to me. I don't know this woman or anything. And years ago I would have been like, wow. And now I, I chuckled a little bit and I said, oh, I love it. It's like 15 degrees outside. My face is still toasty warm. <laughs> and, and she just kind of, and I wasn't being rude to her. Like I was like, no, I'm not going to join you in that. I'm choosing, we have a choice. I'm choosing what I really believe. I've been very grateful that my face is not freezing on the way to the groceries. Like I don't have to leave it on walking to the car, but I choose to leave it on because my face is cold, <laughs> right? So looking for what are the things that are raising, that are, that are bringing you up. Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives? And then they realize once we start working together that it's a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to VickiBaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. On your process, because I've always known you to be incredibly intuitive. So on your process, even when you didn't admit it, in your process of studying and because I know you have put in the work here of studying the Akashic records and, and the, the, connecting into how much, not how much, but all the other steps that you've taken to know you, did it bring you a sense of peace to get to know your contribution to your book? Because I'll tell you what keeps me on the straight and narrow and then I'll <laughs> shut up and let you answer. I will sometimes think when my head wants to go to that snarky place, oh, I don't want that in my book. Like I know there's no judgment, but I personally, don't want to put that in my book because it's a habit. It's not who I am. So did it bring you some peace to know that this volume of Lori and, and previous incarnations exists? I don't know if peace is the right word. It brings me joy because it's so informative. It's inspiring. You know, if I got stuck in the past lives that weren't so good, like the story, that might be devastating, but again, it's the lesson or it helps me understand why I'm the way I am now, mm. why I have certain, you know, like I'm claustrophobic mm. and I never knew why I was claustrophobic. But if you look back at some of my past lives, it's very understandable mm -hmm. why I'm claustrophobic. And it's not something that I fortunately have to deal with very often. I live in the great outdoors, but those kinds of things. So that in a way that does bring me a deeper understanding and a calm and a peace about, okay, now I understand that. And it alleviates it a little bit, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, it, it's like the, it's, I, I don't know if this is the right word for you, but there's a sense of forgiveness. Like, oh, I'm not making this up. There's a meaning behind this. There's a re reason behind this. One of my funniest ones was I was at an expo one time and a woman was doing past life readings. And this was early in my understanding of all this. And she came to me 
And my friend Mo, who, you know, was there with me and she just dissolved into a fit of laughter because this woman came up to me and said, in a previous life, you had a farm, you had eight children and you guys made (laughs) cheese. Well, I am one of eight children and I've always said I wanted to be an only child. I had one child by birth because I didn't want multiples, even though I raised two others. And I freaking love cheese. You know, so I remember saying to Maureen, see, that's the cheese thing. See, there's a reason. <laughs> right. And that's a, that can be really fun. And, you know, Vicki, it's great to get answers and it's mm. great to get affirmations. Mm-hmm. And it's great to get just this connection of understanding. You know, I keep using that word because it has really helped me a great deal. Yeah. And I can see that in other people's mm. eyes when I'm reading with them, when I'm having these conversations with them and a lot of affirmation of, you know, Oh, okay. Now I get this. Okay. Yeah. This makes me. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways it's part of the handbook of someone. Like I feel like sometimes when I do these, I'm like, somebody just handed me the cliff notes to myself. Cause you, I think we're all striving to understand ourselves. Self-acceptance, right? When people say, what's my life purpose? I'm like, that's easy. We're all here for self-acceptance. Your path to that is different, very different. Each of us having a different aspect of it, right? So it it's affirming, like you said, that, oh, okay, I might have this feeling within me that I don't quite understand. Or why don't I like that? Or why do I love this so much? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I have a story. <laughs> you know, rather than story, I'm in my story. It's like, oh, I have a story. I love that you're you're doing this. So can you give us a, a little, I guess, walkthrough of what a session, uh, what it would look like? And I don't mean specifics because I know everybody is different, but like what, what the heck does an Akashic reading with Lori Magoon, because we're all different, What's the experience entail? Well, thank you for asking that too, because it is, it is a big question for a lot of people. So the first thing is obviously if someone contacts me, I'm going to contact them back. And I I include a letter that does explain a little bit about the reading, but also offers them some sample questions that they might want to think about. They choose to have a reading. And once we get, I'm doing pretty much everything on Zoom right now. Sure. So once we get on Zoom, I always ask people a couple of questions to get started. And that's always like when you look at spirit, what's the word you use? Because it's important for me to respect wherever they're coming from in that regard. So that's a piece of it. Then we talk a little bit about their questions before we get started. And I want them to feel comfortable because I don't turn into another person in regards to when I go into the records and get that information because some people are a little bit nervous about it. Mm-hmm. What is really beautiful for me, the beginning of any session always starts with what we call a portal prayer. And the portal prayer allows me to drop in and to get into the records. And I think it gets us both in that mode of being present and again, I feel like it's a sacred type of experience and that doesn't really take all that long. And then we come back and the questions come back and forth. And that's really the fun part. Mm. That's where oftentimes people will have questions and we can get into those questions, but other things pop up or other things shift and we dive into that as well. So I always say, you know, the more open you are, the more back and forth we can go, the more that you're going to get out of this. And 
you know, in wrapping up the session, I do do a little bit of a closing and then just like you and I might do after this talk, we get off Zoom and we, you know, chit chat about other things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful experience. It is a beautiful experience, people. I have witnessed it. It can be an introduction to people, to themselves, but also to opening up to their own ability to connect. Because a lot of times we do experience other people doing it. Part of the reason I started this podcast is I wanted everybody to know you have the ability, you have intuition. Okay, here are some steps. Try this, try that. Because there's not a one size fits all, thankfully, or this world would be very boring. So you are actually going to be teaching this. So can you let us in on that? Like how, what, what does that look like? So I'm very excited. Um, In April, April 8th, 9th, and 10th. So it's just for a weekend, a Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. um, I am offering a Zoom class to learn for, to teach people how to read the records. So it's really spending time learning about the records, the history of the records, how it works, what the process is, and then a lot of practice within that weekend. We're going to jump right into it. And again, it's just learning to read the records. If someone finds that they're really um, moved by it or it's something they want to do more, they can, after that's completed, we can work on certification. But certification is almost 90% practice reading mm-hmm. because that's really where you learn the most mm-hmm. so I'm very excited to offer that in April and of course that'll be on my website I love it because of course I have Lori and I have had the benefit of hearing the other one say and then I want to do this and then I want to do that and then I want to do this and I love again in spirit time we're as humans we are adorable in thinking that we are in charge of everything there is a time for things to roll out and to be presented and i feel like people are really thirsty for their own knowledge base of how to self-empower how to feel connected and i feel like as our energy universally raises because other people are, you know, we contribute, we're raising the vibration too, that the people who align up with you to learn, first of all, people, you're going to laugh. So it's not like this. You're going to learn, you're going to laugh, and you're also going to like levitate your energy. So there's your three L's. I was like, I need another L. Levitate with Lori. (laughs) Absolutely. It, I, I, you've always had a reverence about you for things, even when you, could, you know, go, even when you're going through things. And I think this is important to model for people too, that even when you're going through something, you don't have to dip down into the look. It's like you have the sadness, have the confusion, have all of those feelings, but then be looking for what is the message in this, and and am I to learn from this or? You know, it's not always our lesson, but we have something to learn in every interaction. So, you know, just being open and being, uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. And you'll let me know so I can also cross promote when you have your emails and stuff up. Because it's also really fun for me. You know, it's all about me. But it's really fun for me to be able to say, <laughs> listen, talk about vetting. I got 20 years here, people. And I think people want to learn You know, we've been around long enough to see what I affectionately call the wackadoodles or the woo-woo process. This is very real stuff. Like, 
the honesty about, listen, you have to practice. If you want to do a certification, you're not just going to get it because you showed up for the weekend. You have to do the practicum. You have to practice in this because that's also where the joy is. Like that's also where you learn everything. You learn what you do well. You learn what didn't go well. You don't have the pressure, you know, and that's so important. And then you have, you know, myself to throw things back and forth with, which I think mm-hmm. is really important. You need to have a mentor along the way. I still have my mentor that I did my training with. Sure. It's really important. It is important. It's like when I say to someone, if you hire a coach who doesn't have a coach, ask why they don't have one. Maybe they're just taking a little break because sometimes we need assimilation time. But if they're not working with some kind of mentor, or coach, mastermind group or something, get out, get out (laughs) because there has to be an expansiveness I think anyway I guess that's a little bossy but we're all growing and expanding this Akasha field we have and contributing to it right like what more do you want to put into it and I I agree I agree you want to grow you want to learn you want to keep having that inspiration in your life Mm -hmm. and then there's always situations that well how can I do better yeah. And that's really important. And then learning new things. Yeah. That's probably one of the most exciting things. I I feel like we are here to learn. Been often Earth has often been called school. And that can be learning from your neighbor, like you said, in community. It can be learning by having that conversation, pausing to listen, like really listen. Um, not just to respond, but to listen. And that's a skill set needed in communicating with spirit too, because it's so stinking subtle. I know a lot of people, like when I'm working with someone and developing intuition, they're like, I just want the, I just want it to whack me over the head. And I'm like, one, let's not ask for that. (laughs) (laughs) You mean it hasn't happened already? (laughs) And, and, and two, no, it's, it's not going, yes, they're humorous. And sometimes you will see a billboard with a sign on it that doesn't really exist. But most of the time it's subtle. And I have come to appreciate that in that I think the more you can pick up on the subtlety of the energy, the more you really know you're with spirit because spirit is not going to drive a Mack truck through. I don't know if, I hope people haven't experienced this, but I have experienced where I've had a session and somebody's telling me you have to, or you must, or this is, and I'm like, spirit doesn't talk like that. Yeah, never. Yeah. So helping people, I love that the education is there, that you're available to help people understand that, well, maybe that's a version of spirit you've been led to believe exists. And Vicki, that's a good point because we all have free will. Yeah. Yeah. In these readings, you know, and you also have the opportunity to change things that come out of the records. Right. You know, and that's your free will. Yeah. So, oh, can I ask a question on that then? I get asked this question all the time and I know my response, so I want to hear yours. So often people will say to me, but Vicki, it's destiny or fate. So what would your response be to that if somebody said, well, you said it was in the books. So it's in the books. It's in the books. Um, (laughs) I would definitely say you have the free will to change anything that comes out of the books. Mm -hmm. You know, the past is the past and those are the lessons and how you deal with that. But definitely you have the free will to change those things. It's just like, look at the patterns in our family. I mean, that's a whole nother show right there. Right. <laughs> um, 
look at all of those things, we have the opportunity to change those patterns, shift those patterns, let go of those patterns and those patterns. It's the exact same thing coming out of the records or in coaching. Yeah. And I just had this picture in my head of the points along a map, you know, so using them as, or using a session or using your ability to, to access them yourself as like potential visitation spots on a road trip, right? Like it's potential that are, that you could visit this roadside stand that has no water and no potty, or it could be this great place that they welcome you in and you feel like you've known them your whole lives, you know, along the way. So where your vibration is, is obviously going to help determine what those points are. But in having the reading and having some sense of, well, this is what the map is showing right now in the trajectory of it. But how cool to think of the alchemy of being able to shift it, to change it, to be like, I get to be a part of my own process. And and yeah, that might have been where I was headed, but I don't know that I want to visit there. (laughs) Yeah, and there's... Sometimes I get warnings. They're not super negative, but they're, they're warnings about thing. And I will bring that up to someone and then they have an opportunity to change that. Yeah. Because there is a, there is precognitive knowledge that we can all tap into likely event. Like I say, I like saying there's a possibility and you're in charge of the probability. Yes. Nice. So just to make it a little bit more clear, I work with a lot of engineers. So I, I love that my personality brings in very practical people. And I love it because then we do the dance between, well, I know it's not practical to say that you have all this energy available to you. However, if everything is energy, is it not practical? I, I think I'm being more practical when I pay attention to everything's energy. Is there anything that you would like to, before we do how to get a hold of you, you would like to share with the listeners in general, just in general, and just out of your drop-in knowledge? I think that I just want everyone to know that whatever is in their heart needs to be open and put out in the world because that is such a true essence of who you are, the heart and soul. And bringing forth It doesn't have to be your day job. It can be, you know, drawing. It can be being with other people, dancing, whatever that might be. Just start that process if you're not really already in it. And if you're in it, take it to the next level, Mm. whatever that is for you. You know, keep bringing yourself forth into the world because that's the best gift that you can bring. Mm-hmm. It's really important that we do that, making the most of this life, especially now when things are more difficult mm-hmm. in a general sense, to trust yourself and keep taking care of yourself and bringing yourself forward. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Because we all contribute. We can, may not be able to change the whole, but one person doing this is so impactful to the whole. It may seem self-centered, but you're actually helping the whole mm-hmm. to then, you know, to connect with self and to know who you are. And it makes life a heck of a lot easier. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your laugh. I've always said she has the best laugh. <laughs> so, And to outing me on the singing. <laughs> 
Absolutely. You know, your friendship over the years, your sisterhood. And for how do we, how do the rest of the peeps get to know you, get a hold of you and find you? So my website is lauriemagoon.com and I imagine Vicky will have that up, but Lori is L-A-U-R-I-E mm-hmm. and Magoon is M-A-G-O-O-N. Mm-hmm. And if for any reason, whatever's on my website, if you have questions, don't hesitate to shoot me an email. There's an email contact right on there as well. Contact at lauriemagoon.com. Would love to hear from people and just so appreciate Vicky, your support and to see see you today. Vicki and I are lucky enough to be seeing each other one enough right now. Yeah. And, uh, it's been good laughing, to say the least. <laughs> and I appreciate you and all my listeners and the ability to introduce you to them, to bring you into the community. I know you listen, but also bring you into the community that is Intuition Your First Sense that's growing and uh, so grateful worldwide. And the amazing energy that we put out there just by listening to this and I will have your connections in the show notes and people can just click there as well as in the email that will go out, social media, yada, yada, yada. All that stuff that my amazing helpers help with. And thank you for being here, for bringing your energy to the earth. And, and thank you, Vicki. You're most, one of the most amazing, <laughs> consistent, consistent people out there in the universe that supports the world. And I just love you and appreciate you so much. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to the rest of you amazing beings, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickybaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.